I'm Pastor Stephen Brooks, and I'm so happy that you are joining me today for this online Bible study. God's Word will feed your faith, will build you up better than what a T-bone steak can do for your physical body. So let's jump into the Word of God today and talk about your inner island. Ooh, glory. You may want to go on vacation after this, okay? We're going to be in the book of Lamentations, chapter 3. We're not really going to be lamenting today, but we will be in the book of Lamentations, written by the prophet of Jer Jeremiah. We'll see what he said uh, in Lamentations, chapter 3, and we will examine today verse 25 and 26. Heavenly Father, we ask that as we study your word, that your word would come alive and that it would bring the rich nourishment, the manna from heaven, and to our spirit. Let the eyes of our understanding be illuminated to see, hear, and understand your kingdom ways. Father, we thank you for this in the name of Jesus. And around the world, early in the morning at 6 o'clock, we all say, Amen. Now, the Bible says, The Lord is good to those who wait for Him. There's a waiting. There is a purposeful non-rushing. There is a purposeful slowing down. The Lord is good to those who wait for Him, to the soul who seeks Him. We all know that we need to seek the Lord. It's an ongoing endeavor to seek after God, to know Him, to experience Him in a very personal way. The Bible says it is good that one should hope and wait quietly for the salvation of the Lord. To wait quietly for the salvation of the Lord. Praise God. Through quietness, you're spending time with God in the secret place. You can, you can visit the Lord as if you're going to your own private island, where you and the Lord can hang out together within your heart. How about that? Praise the Lord. Glory to God. Wait quietly for the salvation of the Lord. That quiet waiting, that rich devotional time where the Lord gives you instruction, where the Lord calms your soul, and where the Lord is able to communicate clearly with you so that you can see wisdom and instruction to do well in life. I think it's very interesting that in our quietness, we actually engage in a form of activity. I would call it spiritual activity. The activity of God speaking to us. God revealing Himself to us. But you have to slow down, and you're going to have to get quiet. Praise the Lord. It's very, very important. Quietness is an important quality. We've got a lot of cues going on today. Quietness is an important quality, okay, for walking in the Spirit and hearing from God with precision accuracy. One of the most remotely inhabited islands in the world 
is called Tristan Island. It's actually the most remote inhabited island in the world. You can Google it if you're bored and you want something to do to educate your knowledge base. Just look up Tristan Island. It is in the remote South Atlantic Ocean all by itself. 1,200 miles away from its nearest neighbor, 1,500 miles away from South Africa, and over 1,000 miles away on the other side from South America. Yet this little island out in the middle of the Atlantic Ocean, out in the middle of nowhere, is inhabited by 262 very sweet, very nice people. On Tristan Island, you will not find drug usage. You will not find cocaine. You will not find any meth labs. It's very quiet and it's very calm. People leave their doors unlocked. Their windows are left open when they go to other places. They're not, they're not concerned about being robbed or anything like that. Children are safe regardless of anywhere that they go on the island. Everybody knows everybody. And the neighbors all watch out for each other. This nation, although it's a long ways from England, is actually under the sovereignty of the UK. Now, something interesting that is a quality of this remote island is its quietness and its peacefulness. And that's one thing that the inhabitants will tell you. One uh, elderly man who's lived on the island all of his life said that it is so quiet that you can even hear the grass grow. Ooh, stop and think about that. Well, now, you might not want to get on a boat and travel for 21 days to reach this remote island, the most remote inhabited island in the world, but you can go into your prayer life, into your devotional place, your secret place, and journey to your own inner island, meet the Lord there in quietness and contemplation and seeking after God. We're talking about hanging out with the Lord on your own inner island. Woo! And what will take place for visitations? What will take place for encounters with God? I'm talking about quietness. Quietness, calmness, and peace. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. It is good that one should hope and wait quietly for the salvation of the Lord. Put your time in. You're going to have to do the time. You're going to have to invest in your devotional life. What you put into it will be reciprocated back to you. What you, what you put into it is what you'll get out of it. But if you're only there for a few minutes, and then you can't figure out why God won't talk to you, it's because you're not taking time to hang out and get quiet, and get calm, and be still before the Lord. Hallelujah. Let's see what the prophet Isaiah had to say in Isaiah chapter 30. Please turn with me today to verse 15. I think you'll find this very fascinating. For thus says the Lord God, the Holy One of Israel, in returning and rest you shall be saved. 
in returning. The Lord says, and you're coming back to me, and you're following after me. Stop getting all distracted. Stop getting pulled away from me. Stop having roller coaster type event relationships with me, up and down, in and out, here and then gone for months. No, be consistent with the Lord. The Lord said, in returning and rest, you shall be saved. See, what's taking place in the context of Isaiah chapter 30 is that Israel is under pressure from their northern aggressors, which is Assyria and King Sennacherib, who wants to come down and conquer the land. And so Israel, in a state already of not walking close to the Lord, is thinking, you know what, let's go down to Egypt. Let's make a deal with Egypt because that they can help us. It can be a place that we can flee to. And the Lord say, no, 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 no. That's not the way to do this. And have you ever noticed the pattern? Sometimes when Assyria is pressuring Israel back in the Bible days, the Israelis would turn to Egypt. Help us. And then when Egypt would pressure Israel, the Jewish people would say, hey, uh, Assyria, hey, uh, you're not so bad after all. Come help us out. And the Lord's just like, why don't you turn to me? Why don't you trust me? You don't have to do all of this yo-yo stuff. You, you, you don't have to do all of this, you know, bailout plan type things. I've got something that will always work for you. Trust in my word and trust in me. In returning at rest, you shall be saved. In other words, God's saying, trust in me. Don't trust in Egypt. But you would not, and you said, no, nope, God, we're not going to do it. For we will flee on horses, therefore you shall flee. And we will ride on swift horses, therefore those who pursue you shall be swift. In other words, you had some affluent Jewish people that said, look, it's just a matter of time before the Assyrians come and, you know, take over. Why don't we go to Egypt and secure some really fast horses? We'll bring them back, and we'll keep them here in Israel. That way, when the invasion finally takes place, we've got our getaway plan all set up. We can take our wealth, and we can put it on a backpack, and we can get in the horses, and we can ride off on the horses, and, you know, it is what it is. At least we can get out with our lives and our money. And the Lord says, no. That, that, look, th these are not good ideas. <laughs> this is not a good idea. And if you do this stuff of trusting in your own ability, and you don't look to me, you don't ask for my advice, you don't seek my help, then you can ride off on a fast horse, but they're going to chase you down with horses that are even faster. But the Lord said, in quietness, in quietness, finding your inner island, going there to your remote area where you can get away, just you and the Lord, where it's quiet and peaceful. In quietness and confidence shall be your strength. Confidence in God will calm and quiet your soul. Ooh, all over. Calmness all over. And it says, this shall be your strength. In other words, your enemies will not be able to dominate you. 
because of your walk with the Lord, of your visits to the inner island, meeting the Lord there in quietness and perfect repose, hanging out with the Lord in the new garden of Eden. Hallelujah. Enjoying the Lord and having that strength come into you, your enemies will not be able to overcome you. If your soul, your inner island is quiet and peaceful, please hear me today. If your soul, your inner island is quiet and peaceful, you will never, ever know what it is to have panic in your life. Mm, praise the Lord. Speaking of Tristan Island, which I mentioned at the beginning of the program, 1961, out on that remote island, with their 200 and so people, they noticed some tremors. The tremors turned into uh, shaking. And then the, the ancient volcano seemed to start coming alive. And sure enough, they had some geologists come out there, and the geologist, geologist said, well, it's been dormant for a long time since the mid-1700s, but it's not dormant anymore. It's waking up, and you guys need to evacuate the island. So you know what they were told to do? Get off the island, and every inhabitant of the island was evacuated. Guess what? A ship that could carry 400 people just happened to be passing by. Look, when you're calm and you say, okay, we've got to go. Since we're going to go, we will go peacefully. Let's everybody help each other get, uh, get, your, get your clothes. We'll come back, but let's take, our, take what belongings that we need for the journey. And wouldn't it, uh, wouldn't it be amazing if we could just leave right now? And how about that? There is a ship passing by that could carry 400 people. So they all got on the ship, and they made it safely to South Africa. And because they, by sovereign right, are under the flag of Great Britain, they journeyed from South Africa, then on over to England, where they stayed for two years at a Air Force base. Very, very interesting. Praise God. Well, the two years were a little bit difficult for the citizens of Tristan Island in the fact that it was two of the coldest years that England had experienced in a long, long time. And after two years, the islanders said, you guys have been so hospitable to us, you really love us, and we love you, but we want to go back to our island. So they sent some geologists back to the island. They said, well, there was quite a magma flow while you were gone, but it didn't touch your village. How about that? Isn't that just wonderful how things work out when you're just calm, resting, trusting in the Lord? Pastor Stephen, that whole volcano is going to blow the island, and it's all going to be blown to smithereens, and they're going to come back to nothing, nothing but water. Nope. They came back. All their houses were still there. Now, of course, if you're gone from your house for two years, it's going to need a little TLC. Even the dogs were doing okay. The dogs were left there for two years. Uh, they noticed that the sheep were all gone. 
Oh, that's why the dogs were doing so good. The dogs ate the sheep. Okay, well, the dogs had to eat something for two years. But my friends, when you're calm and reposed and your trust is in the Lord, even in the midst of calamity, you won't... Can I use this phrase, this American phrase? You won't freak out. You won't spaz out. You won't know what panic is. And really, in many ways, the devil would love to see you have a panic attack. He likes for Christians to have meltdowns. He likes for Christians to get out of Christ's character and get over into, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? Well, Pastor Stephen, what are we going to do? We're going to die! No, you're going to be just fine. You're going to be just fine. You need to visit your inner island. You may never make it to Tristan Island. I never, may never make it either. The thing is, you have your own inner island, which should be an island of peace, tranquility. As in your devotional time with the Lord, you develop trust and confidence in God. In quietness and confidence shall be your strength. You don't have to be weak. You can be strong, but it comes by going to that island of tranquility on the inside of you, hanging out with the Lord until His peace begins to come so strong in you that it really is a peace that goes beyond understanding. It goes beyond understanding, even in a very busy world, even in a very loud world, even where we're working at, there's machinery going on on the outside of the facility as they're building uh, new buildings uh, nearby us. But my friends, even in the midst of noise, even if you live in the concrete jungle, you can have your own island, your inner island of tranquility and peace. While you escape with the Lord, you receive His life and His strength. Praise God today. Lord, we thank You. Lord, we thank You today. Anytime you feel like you're about to slip into a place of pandemonium, panic, uh, anxiety, you need to really calm down and go to your island whoosh, on the inside. You don't need an airplane ticket. You, you don't need to go to Hawaii. You don't need to go to the Fiji Islands. You don't need to go to the Maldives. Those are beautiful places. You need to come with the Lord and come into your secret place, your prayer closet, and say, Lord, fill my heart in this chaotic world with your peace. Lord, I need, I need that quietness. I'm so agitated. I'm so worked up. Lord, I just want to get quiet on the inside. Stay there on the island. Don't leave the island until you have discovered the peace of God, until your heart becomes quiet, your mind becomes quiet. You can think sharp, you can think straight, and then, then you may leave the island and go bless others. Praise God. Let us go to our third and final scripture this morning. This would be from the Gospel of Luke, chapter 21. Praise God today. Let's go to verse 7. Luke chapter 21, verse 7, in the context of questions made to Jesus by his own apostles about the chronology of end time events. I think this is exciting to look at. Praise God today. 
So they asked him, saying, Teacher, but when will these things be? The Lord had already told them about the destruction of the temple. What, shall, what sign will there be when these things are about to take place? And he said, Take heed that you not be deceived. For many will come in my name, saying, I am he. And the time has drawn near. Therefore do not go after them. But when you hear of wars and commotions, I think that's very, very important. When you hear of wars and commotions, verse 11 also mentions the hearing and the knowing about great earthquakes in various places, famines, pestilences, uh, fearful sights, great signs from heaven, all of these things that you will hear about that can be very from a natural perspective, very emotionally unsettling. But when you hear of wars and commotions, today you hear about these things on a continual basis because of satellite television, cable television, local television, internet, and all forms of media. So particularly through television, you're able to pick up on global news just about anywhere you're at. Matter of fact, if you go to the airport now and you're waiting for your flight, you're sitting at your gate, they've got televisions now running CNN or running NBC News or whatever's on. They're always running news as if you don't already know the news already. You don't even have to watch it. You can just, it, you'll just pick it up. It's in the atmosphere because it's being broadcast everywhere. And news is on even in restaurants now, televisions with the news on in restaurants, televisions with the news on in hotel lobbies. My wife and I, we check into the hotel. You turn around, there's a lobby, and there's like three televisions. They're, they're all broadcasting the news. Oh, my goodness. Jesus said, when you hear of wars and commotions, all of these commotions that we experience in the earth today. Now, I want to give you just for a moment my neutral definition of the news. I'm not saying news is good. I'm not saying news is bad. All I'm trying to do is I want you to think for a moment. I want to give you my neutral definition of what I believe news could be considered. Praise the Lord. Here's my definition of the news. Restless excitement. That's all news is. When you watch the broadcasters, when you look at the, the anchor men, the anchor women on these networks, and you, you, you listen to them, and they say things like, oh, we have a breaking report. Well, you, you just had a breaking report 30 minutes ago. I mean, it, it's nothing but restless activity. And they, they would love it if you watched it 24 hours a day. And there are people that watch it probably eight or ten hours, literally, every single day. I'm not saying the news is inaccurate. I'm not saying all of it's accurate. Usually the truth is somewhere in between. But from an unbiased view, I'm trying to tell you that this is really what news is. Restless activity. And so you could be living in California, and you're hearing activity of what's going on on the East Coast. And you don't even live there. You get all worked up about it. You don't live there. You don't even know anybody there. But yet, because of the news and all of the restless activity, all of these things creep into you, tried to bombard you, and they tried to overwhelm 
and overwrite your inner peace. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. But this is what Jesus said. But when you hear of wars and commotions, do not be terrified. Do not be terrified. Praise the Lord. For these things must come to pass first, but the end will not come immediately. Still got a little ways to go. But the thing is, my friends, when you hear this stuff, don't be terrified. Don't be terrified about any of these things. Praise God. Patience in the midst of earthquakes and volcanoes and wars. Hallelujah. Don't be terrified. Don't let these things paralyze you inwardly with fear. Don't let it do that to you. Hallelujah. If that's happening to you, you need to go to your inner island. Look, a lot of these islands that are remote like this, they have no internet, they have no newspaper distribution, and they have no incoming satellite signals of television, satellite TV. They have none of that stuff. They're just there, and uh, the news they get is whatever comes on a ship once every month. That's it, okay? And so they just live lives within their sphere, lives within their sphere. Hallelujah. Things beyond that, you just pray about it. Things beyond that, you just pray. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Now concerning all of these things, verse 11, earthquakes, famines, pestilences, all these things that would terrify people that don't know the Lord. Jesus said, verse 18, but not a hair of your head shall be lost. Not a hair. In other words, you're going to be fine. You're going to be totally fine. God knows how to take care of you. God knows how to protect you. God knows how to keep you safe. And, and God knows how to keep you calm and, and peaceful. Verse 19. Look at this incredible statement. Verse 19. By your patience, possess your souls. By your patience, possess your souls. Your soul, your soul is from your thoughts, your thought life, your, your interior life. You possess all of this through patience. Quiet, brave patience. In the midst of dangers and difficulties, such as volcanoes erupting, earthquakes, all of these things, wars, rumors of wars, commotions, all of this going on, get quiet and brave patience. In the midst of all of these dangers and difficulties, this was the attitude of the early church. Woo! Pastor Stephen, what am I supposed to do with all of this. Pastor Stephen, are we going to get nuked by North Korea? Pastor Stephen, I, I watched a show, and the show said that we're going to be invaded by the Russians, that they're going to show up in Wilmington, North Carolina at any time. Pastor Stephen, should we start wearing red in order to greet them properly, giving them a warm welcome? Look, look, in the midst of all of this stuff, and a lot of these bogus reports of stuff that, that's never going to happen, Pastor Stephen, they're going, to, they're going to change the dollar. The U.S. dollar is going to be converted to a new dollar. It's going to connect Canada, the U.S., and Mexico, and it's going to be called the, uh, the, the Amero or something like that. Not, it's not going to happen. 
It's not going to happen. Pastor Stephen, all of this stuff and these earthquakes and these volcanoes, Pastor Stephen, maybe we should just leave and go to New Zealand. Yes, we need to go to New Zealand. They have earthquakes there too. They have volcanoes there too. And guess what? There's sin nature there as well. And if you go there, you still have to live in your body and you still have to live in this world. Hallelujah. So what are you to do? By patience, possess your souls. By patience, your soul, your, your thought life, your composure, the way you act in the middle particularly of shakings. Mm. One time, years back, when the East Coast earthquake uh, came along, the one that, that caused quite a few fractures in the National Monument in D.C., well, we felt the jolt here in North Carolina. Matter of fact, at that time, we had our church building, and I had one of my men up on a ladder working in the sanctuary. He was probably, you know, I don't know, maybe six feet off the floor, not very high, but he was on a ladder, and I, I was standing outside, and the shaking took place. And he got off that ladder, came, he came, came over to where I was at, and he said, he said, Pastor Stephen, is that what I thought it was? I said, yes, that's an earthquake, because I've, I've been in Southern California, I lived there for 10 years, I know what earthquakes are. And he goes, he goes, wow. He said, I, I actually felt that. I, I said, yeah, that, that was pretty strong, especially here in North Carolina. Well, my wife, she was outside of the church building, and at that time, one of the uh, directors from the school came out of the local school, which is very close to the church, and this was the leader of the whole school system, came out visibly shaken and said, what am I supposed to do? What am I supposed to do? And Pastor Kelly said, nothing. Stay calm. It's just an earthquake tremor. It's over with. Don't do anything. Just tell everybody, stay calm, relax, walk outside, walk around. This is not like a tornado. <laughs> you can't run from it. Just, just relax. And so we found ourselves calming people down. Did you ever notice you can't calm others down when you're having a meltdown yourself? Did you ever notice that? Pastor Stephen, the ship's going down. We're going to die. We're going to die. Uh, hey, why don't we get those life rafts over there out? Why don't we use those? Oh, I didn't notice those. There's a lot of things you don't notice when you're, when you're just going haywire. Praise the Lord. Don't ever let the enemy catch you like that. Don't let him push you into areas like that where he catches you off guard, and the next thing you're, you're just like, you're, you're like over in a mode that's totally not who you are in Christ. Calmness, quietness, peacefulness. How can you maintain it? By your patience, possess your souls. In the midst of an earthquake? Yes. In the midst of a national natural disaster? Yes. Quiet, brave patience. In the midst of dangers and difficulties, again, was the attitude of the early church. May it be your attitude. May it be your attitude today and all this week. Father, we thank you. Let there be many visits to the remote island, the inner island of peace and tranquility, the island in which Jesus is Lord, the remote hidden island of our heart. Father, we thank you 
We thank you for inner escapes with the Lord in our devotional life. Let the Lord rule and reign in our hearts, in our souls, in our emotions, and in our feelings. Father, for all of these things derived from our inner self, we thank you. We thank you for Jesus being Lord. Hallelujah. In his name we pray. Amen. Let's take communion. Grab some unleavened bread and some grape juice. I was in a very good church one time, running multiple services. The first service, the pastor was trying to close it out. Uh, it, was running, it was running late because of all the activities on a special event day, and he got under pressure. The second service, all the people, they're already showed up. They're trying to come in. Congestion is already starting. Normally it wouldn't happen because it was a lot smoother, but this was a day when things got rushed and he's trying to do the communion. So he's trying to close out the communion, then quickly wrap the service up with a closing prayer, release the people, get the new group in. So he's rushing through communion so fast that here's the thing. If it's a case like that, it's better not even to take it. Just don't take it. It's not like the Lord's trying to stamp our tickets. Good, you took communion. Good, you, you did your deed, let me punch your ticket, good, now you can go. It's not about action in the sense of like a rote activity where we do something and then it's just mechanical or robotic. No, your heart has to be in it. So if you can't take it peacefully, calmly, slowly, thoughtfully, then, then just don't take it at that time. Wait till you can. Wait till you can. Father, we pray over the bread and the grape juice. We bless it and consecrate it. We thank you. This is now the holy flesh and the sacred blood of Jesus, our Savior. Thank you, Father, for his body. As we receive it, we just ask for communion of relationship, of deep walk with Jesus, your Son. We thank you that all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge are hidden in him. We thank you for the unraveling of these wonderful secrets and you making our lives so much easier and sweeter. Father, we thank you. We receive the body of our Savior, the Lord Jesus, now. In his name we pray. Amen. Let's receive. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you the calm spirit. We thank you for the blood of Jesus. Hallelujah. Father, I pray for those, if there's anybody who's trying to run from you when they should be running to you, just let them lay it down. Let them return. And I say, if that's you, I say return to the Lord. He's not your enemy. He's your deliverance. He's your friend. Return to the Lord, and no matter what it is you're facing, He'll face it with you, and He'll help you get through it. He'll help you work it out. It'll be the best thing you ever did. Father, we thank you for Jesus. We turn to Him with all of our hearts, turning away from anything that would distract or disrupt deep unity and communion with Him. We praise you for this place of communion, and Lord, let us, by your grace, bring others to the island of inner tranquility. 
which is, can be found in Christ in a relationship with him and an eternal kingdom on the inside. Father, we thank you in Jesus' name for this blood. Let's receive. Hallelujah. My friends, we are redeemed by the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you for joining me today. I look forward to seeing you next time. Till then, make many visits to your inner island. Hang out with the Lord. And have a great day. God bless you. Bye-bye. For more information about the ministry of Apostle Stephen Brooks, visit our website at stephenbrooks.org.